Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai and welcome along to the programme. Tonight we're talking to art and music students of UCM about the work they're showing at their end of year exhibition. And Howard and Christy find out more about the big sing taking place this weekend. Don't forget, every episode of Spotlight is available on demand and as a podcast each week as well. And it's really easy to subscribe. Just head to manxradio.com and click podcasts. This Saturday, the 26th of June, the Isle of Man Choral Society will be having a big sing performing Handel's Messiah. If you're a singer yourself and you already know the piece, you could be part of this momentous event. Carol Sutherland and Julian Power joined Christian Howard on Late Lunch to explain how it's all going to work. This is a unique opportunity for singers from other organisations to join together, make new friends, but most of all have a really enjoyable singing experience. And this is all taking place at Trinity Church Rosemount, Douglas, this Saturday on the 26th of June. And we've got a rehearsal in the afternoon between 3.30 and 5.30 and a performance at 7 o'clock. Straight that evening. So, and I know Julian will be taking charge of that. Can anyone go along so yes. you, you don't have to have experience of sung it before? No, or? we would like you to have sung this work before. before. OK, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no fee to sing, but we'll have a retiring collection afterwards. Um, and we will be using the Watkinshaw edition. So we will be singing from that. But if any singers haven't got that, we've got loan copies. So there are plenty of loan copies available at Trinity on that afternoon. We just want to make it a unique experience. Mm -hmm. Nowhere else in the UK can people come together at this moment in time and sing as we will be able to do. And it is a wonderful opportunity for all our singers on the Isle of Man to come along and do this. And I was saying at the beginning, it's been a bit of a tough old time, really, hasn't it, through lockdown, when people who are, and there's lots of really keen choir members and people who love to get together and sing on the island, and through lockdown, of course, you just couldn't do it. We haven't. We haven't. We've missed our choral singing very much indeed. And lots of us are in lots of other different choirs, but this is an opportunity for us to meet all together, sit next to maybe somebody who you don't normally sit next to when you're singing, and just say hello to everybody. Marvellous stuff. Uh, Julian, you are taking charge of all this then? Um, well, that's I've been asked to do that. That's very kind. Um, but most importantly, we've got four of the island's leading singers coming as soloists who between them have 14 Cleveland medals. And so just for the audience and for the choir to come and hear Karen Elliott, who's sung Messiah Around the World, and she's sung the solos 23 times in wow. the Messiah Around the World, wow. and which is awesome. And uh, her rendition of... Uh, of the, some of the numbers is quite fantastic and then supporting her we've got Mandy Griffin who's no support actress in her own right I mean she's a brilliant singer and has won many Cleveland medals as well and of course um, Ernest Thorne who's sung the Messiah with Alan Pickard many many times and also Graham Crow who's a wonderful baritone bass baritone and we really enjoy their singing as well and to support it all we've got Gareth Moore on Trinity's fine, rich organ. And, you know, he's a very fine organist and it's a challenge to play. So to play for a two-hour rehearsal and then a, an hour and a half's concert, you know, is, is a challenge for him. But, um, and we've got a little piquant as well in uh, a trumpeter, 
coming to really perform the trumpet shall sound and the other trumpet parts. We've got a solo trumpet to enhance the occasion. So it will be especially exciting for all the singers. And what a wonderful work to do at the end of a pandemic than Messiah. I mean, this is an iconic work. And we shall start the rehearsal, of course, with the Hallelujah Chorus. What better way to start a rehearsal? And, and, and go on then to sing the other 18 choruses which we shall perform in the performance which starts at 7 o'clock in Trinity Church on Saturday evening. And so the audience will hear a choir who's only got together for a two-hour rehearsal to sing it, which is why we're asking people who've sung it before. But if you've sung it at school or wherever, you will never forget the Messiah. Mm -hmm. It is a fantastic work. And so you'll enjoy coming and singing it again. And so we're inviting everybody who's ever sung Messiah to come with, join with us and sing Messiah in Trinity Church on, on Saturday. And I was going to ask, and you've sort of answered the question away, why you've chosen this particular piece? Why is this piece in particular? But what does this piece mean to you, Julian? What, what, do, you, what do you think of this piece itself? Well, of course, it's, it's a wonderful piece which everybody knows about. And I had the privilege of singing it many times, well, 13 times, actually, when I was a member of the Royal Choral Society. So I sang it every Good Friday in its entirety in um, the Albert Hall in London. And part of the reason that we're doing this is because some of our choir went to London to enjoy these big sing events in the Albert Hall with Sir David Wilcox, who was um, musical director of King's College, Cambridge, and he was leading these um, big sings in the Albert Hall. And they're not able to do it in the UK. They're not able to sing together as choirs in the UK. So this was why our committee decided, let's do a big sing in the Isle of Man and let's do Messiah. What better work, what more exciting work is there to do than Messiah? So marvellous. So a, a real all-star lineup from the soloist point of view and uh, Gareth on the organ as well, of course. And then you've got all the singers coming together. Is it a challenge to actually sort of really rush this through and go from start to finish in one day? Oh, yes, it certainly is a challenge. There's no question about it. And the biggest challenge is actually for Gareth on the organ. <laughs> but it's a challenge for everybody. It's a challenge for the choir to sing because there are complications in the music, in fugues and so on. Which are not, they're not like singing hymns. They're difficult to sing, mm. and they're, uh, uh, but that's what makes it exciting to sing. And, uh, you know, my job will be to help to hold it all together. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, when I spoke to Sir David Wilcox about it, unfortunately he's died a few years ago, but I spoke to him about it, and he told me a few tricks on how he did it in, in London with, with a scratch choir. Marvellous. It sounds terrific. Um, you must be looking forward to it, Carol. Uh, give us the details again, then, of uh, where and when. Yes, this is Trinity Church, Rosemount, Douglas, this Saturday, the 26th of June. Rehearsal is between 3.30 and 5.30, and our performance is at 7 o'clock. There's no fee to sing. There will be a retiring collection. Um, the dress is smart casual, mm -hmm. and to the singers, please bring along a flask and something to eat between the rehearsal and the performance. Uh, Trinity has kindly agreed to let us use a room for this purpose. There's also disabled access to the church. And what about from the point of view of those who want to come and watch? Yes, as I say, please come along. The performance is at 7pm. It will be a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity to hear, as Julian has said, a choir coming together from all over the island, these beautiful soloists, and just be part of this unique event. As Julian has said, nowhere else in the UK can do this. I hope you're coming, Howard, are you? Oh, well, I'll certainly try. It's <laughs> Saturday. I'll do, do my... I've never actually sung it, but I might come like to uh, watch.
Yeah. Oh, we, we have to start genning up now because you have to know it before you turn up, really. No, no hope from that point. You might view. break in with a sea shanty part way through. <laughs> that's more, that is more likely. You uh, can register by either contacting Bill Creer at billcreer at hotmail.com or just turn up on the afternoon. We'd just love you to join us. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, you may remember that we spoke to music tutor at UCM, Chris Kelly, about the extended diploma in music performance and production when the course first began. Well, now we're going to hear from two students who've completed the course and have their work on display at UCM until Friday. Hi, I'm Jess Christian and I'm doing the music performance and production course at UCM. Wonderful stuff. And tell us a little bit about um, like how long have you been studying? What year are you in? So... I was gonna go into sixth form and I really didn't want to and then this course popped up and I just like really didn't want to go to sixth form and all I wanted to do was music so it's actually been really helpful for me because I didn't want to do sixth form at all. (laughs) It's such a it's such a perfect fit for so many people and what what were you interested in learning and what have you focused on because I think sometimes when we come onto these courses these new opportunities we've got an idea of what we want to do and it's amazing how quickly and dramatically our direction can change. Yeah the the course is really cool because it's very like tailored to what you personally want to learn and do sort of and um, I've like I love singing and performing, but I also love writing my own like compositions and I've been able to do both like and really explore them both and I think it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah. I like your style. <laughs> um, and what, what kind of genre have you been working in? Because I know that Chris, your cheater, plays multiple instruments. He's interested in every genre going. What kind of drew your attention? What's really captivated you this year? Um, I've been like learning more about like orchestral um, stuff, like writing for like strings and and brass, and I think that's something I haven't looked into before. And it's really interesting. Yeah. What do you use to do your compositions? Do you do the old-fashioned pencil and paper, <laughs> or have you got some fancy software? So, um, well, back in GCSE, you'd do everything on Sibelius, which was like you'd um, enter the notes onto sheet music, but we use Logic which is way better because you just play things in. So you have to do way less thinking. You just do what you, you really want to do and then it probably sounds good. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so it actually turns what you're playing into sheet music for you? It can. It's not always that good, but it can. <laughs> <laughs> what instruments have you been... Do you play instruments? Because I know that some people do and some people don't. Yeah, you, you don't really need to be very good at an instrument to get into the course, but I sing and play loads of instruments too, so it's pretty handy to have an instrument to play and stuff. And um, what what is your, can you tell us a bit about the work you've done for this exhibition, this display, um, like what your focus was, what your inspiration was and what it means to you? Yeah, so we did um, some interviews of people and then had an artist make some art and then we made compositions to go with the person's personality. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it was really interesting sort of analysing their history and the sort of person they are and how to sort of convey that mm-hmm. as music. It's been really interesting. Wow, so you say we. Is, have you been collaborating? Yeah. It's a group project. So okay, so all of, how many of you have been doing that? So there's three of us and we each wrote a song each. 
I'm Cameron Skidmore and level three music production and performance. So what was your involvement in this? Uh, well initially the artist that we work with came up with the idea of um, wanting to interview people and trying to portray their identity through a portrait. So then we hopped on with adding pieces of music to go with that. So we separated the individuals into the, you know, who'd be able to compose best for them and uh, try to portray yeah, the ad identity through music. And how did you do that um, in sort of allocating people to people, as it were? Was it sort of things that you thought about the person that maybe you'd be able to relate to or understand about them? Or Well, with, um, say, one of, one of the pieces... Um, she was into sort of like 90s sort of like rock grunge sort of thing so we paired that with someone who had a similar music taste and then Jess who like she said she's uh, with uh, composing like orchestral sort of pieces the gentleman she did it sort of matched his more personality and my dad was one of the ones we interviewed so already taken to out so I might as well have gone with that because I already had knowledge on him. Yeah natural fit yeah. and how did you go about doing that because I suppose even even though your subject was your dad, it's amazing what you can learn about people when you kind of sit down to really study them. Um, well, we, when we did the interviews, because I already knew the sort of questions and the information to get out, at that point we hadn't like separated them into who was going to do them. So I was more getting information for the other people in the group. It wasn't until we you know, sat down and discussed how we were going to separate it, that's when we decided to go. So I didn't really learn too much new. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting to see how like I was able to represent him through like my image of him through music. And mm -hmm. um, what kind of uh, what kind of sound did he inspire you to create? Well, um, originally because he was into like, Alice Cooper and things like that, I had this major like rock op opera like in mind. But with time, timing limits and stuff like that, it wasn't as it still ended up like five minutes long. But it's got um, a varying way. You've got more like classic Scottish folk at the beginning, and it sort of goes through to sort of like eighties rock, and then goes on to a bit more of a metal near to the end, just to show like the transition for his life mm -hmm. of different phases of what he's working and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And looking at the artwork, how did it feel seeing someone else's interpretation and expression of who your dad is? Do you feel like it resonated? Um, I do think it's quite it's quite a good match, and I definitely look at it. And when someone, uh, when she'd shown someone else, they were like, why have you done an old photo of Cameron? So obviously there's got the similarities down quite well there. And in terms of his personality as well, do you feel like it represents who he is? Um, yeah, I think it's, it does quite a good representation. As he said after he had viewed it himself, he was like, it's quite a softer sort of like uh, version of himself, he thought. So I'd maybe quite agree with that.
I'm Iona Murray. I was on the foundation year course. Yeah. And um, I think the lovely thing about the foundation course is that if you know you want to do something visual, but you're not quite sure what is a perfect opportunity to find out what really works for you, what kind of what kind of um, media have you been experimenting with this year, and what really grabbed you and sort of made you want to do more of it? Yeah, it was just kind of a bit of everything really, it's from like ceramics to photography. I'm just kind of focused more on like photography and graphics at the minute. It's kind of something I'm really into now. Yeah. And what kind of photography have you been doing? Because I know that like analog and digital are worlds apart and different things about them make different people excited. What's What's been working for you? I've really been getting into film photography recently, so I used it as like the basis for my project because it's on like nostalgia and like people really enjoy using like thirty-five millimeter film. Um, digital is exciting as well, but I kind of like the new vibes of it. Yeah, there's a certain quality to analog that you just can't replicate, isn't there? You've got to yeah, yeah. Film photography is really lovely. You were talking about nostalgia. What kind of themes have you been exploring along those lines? Um, I started my project like looking at how youth culture is on the Alaman at the minute and like how it used to be and then kind of moved towards the tourism industry and like what's been left behind from those eras. Mm-hmm. Gosh, there must be so much to explore there. Have you made any interesting, um, like uncovered any interesting information or images or anything? Yeah, like I found that using like the Manx Nostalgia Facebook page and like looking at the Eye Museum really interesting because there's so many old photos from what everything like used to look like and obviously what we see now. Mm just exploring all like these old areas and looking at the older buildings and stuff it's really quite fascinating and how does it make you feel about the Isle of Man now because it looking looking at pictures from 100 years ago it's like a different world isn't it I mean the tourism industry was just off the scale it looks like a different place almost in some pictures yeah I feel like it looks completely different but you can still see the remnants of what used to be there and obviously there's a different kind of tourism now like even in the age of like COVID and stuff, you got staycations. So it's really kind of opened it to a different kind of tourism. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, certainly. And given the choice, do you think you'd enjoy the tourism of days gone by and the Isle of Man of, of you know, sort of Edwardian times or, um, I don't know, the 50s when things were really booming? I think a bucket and spade holiday would be quite interesting. <laughs> They were brave, weren't they? I mean, the water hasn't exactly got any colder. It must have still been cold <laughs> you know, 60 years ago. Uh, I'm Erin Doan. I did the foundation year course as well. What kind of work have you been doing? What media has drawn your attention in the last year? Um, most recently, like working with the 3D like media, so clay and mod rock, mm-hmm. things like that, yeah. What kind of stuff have you been doing? Has it been... Um, sort of more craft based in terms of um, designer maker stuff or is it more fine art sculpture um, expressive that kind of thing uh, definitely more fine art I'm really into like figures when you've been doing that work how do you go about starting something like that because I suppose it's one thing to be able to just put your thoughts and feelings and ideas immediately into clay but I imagine sometimes there must be sketches and visual research and all that kind of thing that goes into it first. Yeah I do a lot of mind mapping and idea generation and looking on Pinterest for uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what do you think what do you think's next? Is this something that's really captivated you and you want to take it forward or do you think you found another direction you'd like to go in? I think I want to stick to this pathway. Eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you what are you hoping to do next? Visual communication. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that's that's quite...
quite a quite a wide area really isn't it i suppose um what do you what do you hope to do in that what what area of that subject is is most appealing to you um well i think it's quite broad over here so i think i want to stick to more like fine art We also heard there from two students on the foundation course and we didn't touch on the subject at the time but Erin's ceramic sculptures explore body dysmorphia and it's really powerful stuff. The exhibition closes on Friday so do get along to UCM during daytime opening hours to have a look at their fantastic work. That's all we have time for this week but do join me again next Wednesday when I'll be speaking to conductor of the Isle of Man Symphony Orchestra, Morris Powell, who you may have heard on our Thursday night, a little light music programme at nine. And he'll be taking us through the programme for this year's summer concert. Till then, have a lovely creative week. Slen you.